Women often tell me that they're struggling with overeating or binging, and they really need some help. And if this is you, I have created a new free resource for you. It's an ebook called Escape the Binge in Four Simple Steps, The Christian Guide to Stop Overeating. In this ebook, you're gonna find the four steps that you can use to go from binge eating and overeating to a healthful pattern of eating that doesn't control you. In this ebook, you're gonna find out the underlying reasons why you're binge eating. This ebook contains some foundational information that's gonna help you address the real reasons you continue to overeat and how to eat in a natural and truly satisfying way. So to get your free copy of this ebook, just go to CherylSharko.com slash escape or use the link in the show notes. Ever wonder why you overeat each Christmas time and then panic in the new year? Well, it's actually often due to all the food rules you've been keeping all year long or trying to keep or been told you need to keep and then trying to fit and shove all these food rules into a special season like a holiday celebration. Well, not only do these food rules make holidays more difficult, but they can actually often lead to the problems in the first place. Surprised? Well, join me today as I explain which food rules are actually keeping this cycle going. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ, Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restricted food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Welcome, sisters, and Merry Christmas. I love Christmas time so much, all of it. My favorite part, I think, is that all the world celebrates the Messiah and most of them don't even know they're doing it. But I also love the celebrations, the gift giving, the lights, the special foods. Okay, the chocolate. I love all the chocolate. But I wasn't always free to enjoy all of the celebrations, all the traditions, or all the chocolate. At least not without really severe backlash to my mental state. You might understand. Most years, really, I would just indulge on all the, quote, bad foods that I couldn't eat any other time of year, meaning that I then ate way more of them during this window now that I could have them. But then, inevitably, the guilt followed. And I begin a new diet or food restriction, let's be honest, a punishment, after the holidays to make up for all the naughty I'd done So is this you? Do you relate? Well, you're certainly not alone, and that's why there's such a term as the January gym rush. This is very common to man. I know this might sound ridiculous, but the reason that this cycle happens each year is in large part due to all the food rules that we make for ourselves the rest of the year and then feel guilt over breaking during the holidays. Yup. So today I want to show you five holiday eating myths for you to just chuck them, toss them, so you can enjoy your Christmas and what you can do instead so that you don't have that backlash afterward. Ready? All right, let's get going with number one. The first myth to toss is 
This food is only for the holidays. Okay. This is a problematic myth because if you're avoiding specific foods, that is going to cause an unhealthy or anxious relationship with those foods. So instead, enjoy the food throughout the year. Don't make it the forbidden fruit. Do you have access to this kind of food throughout the year? Probably. Could you make it for yourself throughout the year? Probably. Then keep this fact in mind. This is not the only time you get to eat this food. Now, another sub-myth, maybe it's like 1.2, is that this thought, I'd better get my fill of this food now because I just cannot eat it after today. You know, that now or never, all or nothing thinking, that mindset, it's actually really damaging to your relationship with food. If you think you can't eat this food until next December, you're gonna eat it like you're going into hibernation for the winter. When you remember that eating some doesn't mean, well, I might as well eat it all because I already, you know, blew it, then you can start to enjoy each wonderful bite and save the rest for when you can actually enjoy it again. It's not an all or nothing moment for you, okay? So all that together, that's myth number one. This food is only for the holidays and we wanna toss that because hopefully you're seeing the repercussions that come from that mindset. Myth number two, a hefty holiday meal will make me fat. Now, while I'm not here to say that you can't gain weight by overeating throughout the holidays, of course, that would be silly. What I will say is that this is where a little nutrition science and some basic math skills will be your friend. Now, disclaimer, you know, I do not like to talk calories because of all of the meaning that word has for so many people. I don't like to talk calories, but just for this moment, just for a moment, I will do so, but not for the purpose of having you start logging and tracking calories or restricting calories, simply to show you how one day of holiday feasting is unlikely to cause you to gain weight, okay? So it's just for the purposes of math. All right, so follow along because I don't wanna stay here for long. I'm not gonna dwell here. But I want you to understand that in order for you to gain one pound of fat, you have to eat 3,500 calories above what your body already uses in a day. For you to gain one pound of fat in a day, you have to eat 3,500 more calories than your body is already using in a day, which usually, usually averages between 1,600 to 2,400 calories a day for women. Now, this varies very greatly in people, but smack dab in the middle of this number is 2,000, so we'll just round it to 2,000 average calories is needed a day for you to be a person who functions. So we'll just use the number 2,000. So this means that on top of what you already eat daily, your 2,000 calories, you know, I'm not talking about when you're on a diet, but to make yourself fully satisfied, let's say 2,000 calories, you would have to eat not only your 2,000 calories, the amount of food that you normally would eat to be satisfied a day, you'd have to eat that again, that same amount, and then almost that exact same amount again. Now, unless you're an extremely experienced overeater, you're not likely to be able to do this without making yourself sick or horribly uncomfortable, right? 
Most people don't gain weight by one holiday feast, by Christmas Day or by Thanksgiving Day. Most people actually gain weight by overeating regularly over the long term. Now, this is a topic for another podcast. Just know that your Christmas Day or Christmas Eve feast, it's not likely to cause even one pound of fat gain. Now, I suppose this would be easier to accomplish if you were maybe imbibing and drinking a lot of high-calorie drinks and alcohol, but again, that's a topic for another show. I just want you to see how it's not as easy as you might think to gain even one pound of fat. And for those of you triggered by my speaking of calories and numbers, I do highly apologize. Really, truly, just for the purposes of math and comforting you, okay? So myth number two is that a hefty holiday meal will make me fat. Nope, toss it. Number three, here's our third myth that we need to toss. Let's chuck this one. Enjoying holiday foods is binging. That's not necessarily true at all. Are you feeling hungry? Well, eat with Thanksgiving and enjoy God's good gift of food and family and friends and the celebration of his incarnation. Are you feeling quite full? Well, think about how much more you would enjoy that next bite or that next food when you save it for when you're actually hungry again. Eating more than you normally do because it's a special occasion, that's not binging. That's not a binge eating problem. The real problem that is termed binging comes as a result of, ready? Strict food deprivations that you just can't hold on to anymore. And so in response to this deprivation, you binge. And this deprivation binge cycle repeats itself over and over in your life on a regular basis. This is a binging problem that a person needs some professional help with. Enjoying a celebration or an occasional feast of yumminess, it's absolutely not the same thing and it doesn't carry the same danger. Again, unless it's the direct result of depriving yourself of foods, okay? So myth number three, that enjoying holiday foods is binging. Nah, chuck it, it's gone. Myth number four, I have to diet before Christmas to quote, save up my calories. Oh, here I go mentioning the word calories again. Okay, this myth that you have to diet beforehand to save up, no, no, no. As I just mentioned in the last myth, deprivation is a sure way to make sure that you binge. This unnecessary deprivation where you're not feeding your body what it actually needs, well, that again is directly linked to what everybody binge eating, overeating. Unfortunately, this kind of thing usually isn't a single time event, right? This often becomes a lifestyle and then before you know it, voila, Congratulations, you've become a disordered eater. So don't skip meals before the celebration. Don't arrive famished or you be eating out of not celebration, but desperation. Wait, hold on. I want to grab a piece of chocolate while we're talking here. This is my office party. It's just me here, but I still want an office party. I'm going to wrap one of these Dove dark chocolate and almond. Mm. You can join me. Go get your own chocolate and it'll be like we're partying together. But really, there is a point I can make out of my sad little party of one here. When I enjoy a piece of chocolate here and there throughout life, throughout my year, 
I don't feel like I can only eat chocolate at the holidays. Hold on, I take a bite. Mmm, I love chocolate, it's so good. Although I'm saying this as I enjoy my one person Christmas party, pretty dope. You'll find me grabbing one of these babies often throughout the year. Excuse me, I have to swallow. It takes the desperation away and that feeling that if I don't eat it during the holiday celebration, that rare moment where I can get a piece of chocolate, where I can indulge, that I won't get another chance. If I can have a bite, another bite, hold on. Mm, 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 so good. If I can do that throughout the year, it's probably gross to listen to someone eat chocolate. It would be worse if I was eating cereal. I will not do that to you. But if I can grab one of these here and there throughout the week, I don't feel like I have to get them back to that now or never thought in just the holidays. All right, number five, myth number five for you to chuck, for you to toss. Ready? You hear it all the time. It's everywhere. It's that sugar and carbs and even chocolate are bad foods. Hey, now come on. Now I'm kidding. Of course, many of the messages you hear do vilify sugar and carbs and that delectable miracle of God called chocolate. But in all seriousness, foods are all a gift from God. They keep you alive, right? Really, only in a food-abundant culture will we be calling some foods bad. There are no evil foods. Let me repeat this. There are no morally wrong foods. You know how I know this? Well, because Jesus Christ, whom we are celebrating, said this very thing. Mark 7, 19 tells us that he declared all foods clean. Yip, pee. Even from a nutrition science standpoint, these foods actually do have some nutritional value. They do provide fuel for your cells. Yes, of course, there are some foods that provide much more of what our bodies need bite for bite without all the extras they don't, but this doesn't mean that there are some foods that have the moral high ground. And the truth is, if you allow yourself these kinds of foods without vilifying them, you probably won't desperately exclusively need them. I mean, even I don't want to just eat chocolate all day. I really don't. When I learn to listen to my body instead of all of these myths, all of the food rules, well, I then can find a good balance of enjoyment and nutrition that makes my body feel its best. So to summarize these five food myths that we want to toss for a Merry Christmas is one, this food is only for the holidays. Nope, nope, we don't want to get rid of that mindset. Number two, a hefty holiday meal will make me fat. Hopefully you learned the math. Number three, enjoying holiday foods is binging. It's not the same thing. Enjoy your holiday meal. Number four, I have to diet before Christmas to save up for the meal. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Number five, sugar, carbs, and <clears throat> chocolate are bad foods. No. Okay, so I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas, sisters, rejoicing in our Savior, being born under the same law and in the same flesh as we all, yet living a life of perfection later dying to take on the punishment we deserve and rising from the dead, defeating sin and death for all who would come to him in faith for eternal salvation. Let's celebrate with the whole world, whether they know whom they're celebrating or not, and eat in faith, eat with thanksgiving, 
glorify God in this way. And I think this celebration deserves a little chocolate, don't you? Merry Christmas, sisters. Ladies, if this topic or any other podcast episode has been valuable to you, please help me get this information out to others who could benefit from it too by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast and sharing the episode on your social media. Or you can always come to any of my socials and like, comment, and share that way. This helps other people know it's important information that can benefit them as well. Thank you for helping.